What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special, special episode of Modern Learning Podcast Live. Man, we're going to have some fun today. Um, a lot of you know, because you've been seeing on social media, that we're bringing on the CEO, founder, um, one of the greatest mortgage bankers alive, Anthony Shea. And so without further ado, we're going to find out what this guy's doing in this business, how to get into it, and where we're going in the next decade or so. So let's bring on Anthony Shea. Oh, here we are. Here we are. Guys, this is going to be fun. Um, hey, Mikey, click the next. Uh, uh, where, where, there it is. Where's the camera? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Shea in the flesh. I told you it'd be a surprise. I told you it was worth waiting for. Um, thank you guys for joining us. We are live on LinkedIn. We are live on Facebook. We are live on YouTube. And the comments are already coming in, Mikey. What do we got up there so far? Um, yeah, people are going, woohoo. You got to wear the headset. Or else he can't. He can't hear. Yeah, look official. Yeah, you got to look all official. Um, crazy times in mortgage banking right now. <laughs> Is this right? Yeah, you're rocking. Just bring that up and. All right. Um, thanks for coming. Hang yeah. out. This is yeah. fun. This is great. <laughs> it's great. Crazy times in the world, actually. Well, we've got you know the quick and IPO in the news yesterday. I mean, it's it's wild right now. Yeah. <laughs> but here's yeah. what here's what I want to go on this, Anthony. And so thank you for your time. And there's a lot of people listening that that don't know your story very well. And your story on how you got into mortgage banking is fascinating. And you've done very unique things in your career since you got into this world. And so I want to ask you first and foremost, how did you get sucked into mortgage banking? I think the same way that all of us do, which is by mistake, right? <laughs> so good. So that's that's what happened to me, fresh fresh out of uh, school, and actually, it was a buddy that I was playing uh, baseball with. Really? Yeah, I wasn't good enough to play beyond high school, so I had to find <laughs> I had to find a, a little, you know, nighttime league, and um, you know, this buddy of mine said, "Hey, I got I got a job. I got a job." I said, oh, "Really? Who, who hired you?" <laughs> And I said, "What do you do?" And he said, "Well, I, I, uh, I, I, I lend money for a living." And I said, "You don't have any money." <laughs> he says, "No, no, no. I, I, I loan other people's money." And then he said, "Well, they're they're actually hiring. So why don't you come in, in for an interview?" And I was installing stereos at the time. Where Where is this? Southern California. This is in uh, Westminster. Uh, I no, actually, excuse me, Garden Grove, Garden Grove, Garden Grove. Um, you were selling stereos before that. I was installing stereos. I was installing and selling stereos at the time. Um, and I uh, went in for an interview. They hired me on the spot. And you guys <laughs> will appreciate this as being commissioned salespeople. So when they hired me, I had to write them a check for my, for my first month desk rental fee. I had to pay them for my business cards. And I had to pay them for advanced use of the Xerox machine. So I walked out. <laughs> do, you happy. Remember, do you remember how much? Do you remember how much it was? I don't, but oh. I, I remember. I remember walked out so happy because somebody hired me, but I didn't feel right because I had to write them a check. <laughs> no, it's gonna feel a little weird. I just that's that was my the the, the start of this very uh, dysfunctional industry that we we've been so fortunately a part of. Right. So, so were you a salesperson? Straight, just loan officer. Just straight loan officer. And then the very next year, I had a um, manual transmission Acura 
I put 95,000 miles on my Acura that year driving to real estate offices. And, um, you know, one of the biggest office, and some of you will remember, I remember <laughs> having this conversation, one of the biggest offices in Cerritos, California, it was the wise old owl office yes. in Cerritos. That was the, that was, that was a it. city hall. <laughs> <laughs> that was city hall. I was trying to get through city hall. But see, I, I love it. it People forget that you drove around and went to real estate offices. Yeah, man, you got to do what you, what what, do you, what you have to did do. Did you have a I'm pitch? still doing that did today? You, did you have a fair? Did you have like a like a, a, a your favorite pitch or your go to line? Uh, yeah, donuts. Donuts. <laughs> By the way, this hasn't changed. Like donuts, donuts. still win everything. Donuts. Yeah, I love how I tape my a business card to those pink boxes. And then the receptionist, as soon as I leave, I see her taking my business cards off the boxes. Yes, of course. But thank you. Yeah, those are all great stories. So how long did you play that for? How long did you drive around for? How many years were you a loan officer in that space? Uh, 10 plus years. Long time. And then what happened? And then we got into the, um, you know, the, the, the 92, 93 market mm -hmm. where refis came and then the market crashed. Um, I remember saying, you know, stay alive till 95. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Just a rallying cry to yeah, get through it all. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, this industry is great because uh, what we do uh, doesn't go out of style. No. You know, we, we fuel the, uh, the American dream and, through the different cycles that I've been fortunate to see yeah. and witness. Um, it's the best country in the world, man. It's uh, Americans are amazing people. You're seeing it right now, how strong the housing market is. And yeah, it's just, we are absolutely resilient people. So, so what, what pushed you to start your first company? Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of dirty acts in our business yeah. in the eighties. Uh, kickbacks were pretty norm. Yeah. Uh, and the value delivery system um, didn't align with my own. Um, being a son of an immigrant and seeing firsthand how um, uneducated yeah. uh, consumers such as my parents yeah. are fully taken advantage of because of their lack of um, financial IQ. Yeah. Um, and back then in the, in, in, in the eighties, not to say everyone, but there was certainly enough, uh, where the value was driven to the relationship to the realtor rather than the value driven to the consumer. Mm. And this is the wild, wild west where there was no disclosure. There's Nothing. no licensing. No. You do exactly what you wanted to do. Yep. Um, and, um, you know, I just decided, you know what, I, I'm going to try to create a model where, um, value was delivered directly to the consumer. So I started doing that before the law dictated that. <laughs> so we were a step ahead of it. And then with Loan Depot, we were ahead of it on the technology side. Yeah. Right. We, we, so 20 years ago, 25 years ago, we were trying to deliver value to the consumer uh, through an honest product. And then a product that, you know, my parents or my uncle can grab. Yeah. without any sort of VIP deal, right? Yeah. Uh, and then that Lone Depot more so, which is the continuation of the technology build out. I mean, 
I don't know if this is true or not, but it's from my perspective, it feels like you were one of the first direct to consumer national platforms that ever existed. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we brought online locks, uh, online document review, uh, an online portal in my mind's eye. It was 2000 year 2000. We did that. Yeah. We, we did, we did that pretty, pretty early on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now we're here. <laughs> now we're here in this crazy, crazy situation that we're in in world history, right? And this is no longer just an industry transition. This is a this is a world transition. We have 1.2 million square feet real estate. I was just talking at a breakfast meeting. I mean, yes, contractually, mm -hmm. uh, we are obligated to continue to occupy 1.2 million square feet, however many square feet that we have, yeah. right, through, throughout the country, the country right? Yeah. right. We, we, we house over 8,000 full-time bodies, right? Yeah. We have 1,000 full-time contractors. We have 7,300 full-time employees. Yeah. Um, you know, what does the new normal look like? Do we shave 50% of that real estate? Do we shave 10% of that real estate? Mechanically, I don't think anybody knows, and that's yeah. what's creating the grumpiness. <laughs> I understand. Because you have to grind to that answer. Yeah. You know, you can't just pick a number yeah. and say, hey, we're going to get rid of 50% of our real estate. You, you can't. You have to just wait and see. And that wait and see for somebody with my personality <laughs> is just, it's, well. it's, it's, it's horrible <laughs> because I, I'm, not a, I'm, not a, I'm not trained to be a health professional. Yeah. But yet, I have to take in as much data about this health crisis as I possibly can because it's directly related to our business. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Anthony. Um, pre pre great you know recession mortgage crisis, there was dominant mortgage players that owned significant market share, and it looks like twelve years later, we're still in a really fragmented place in the industry. Um, do you see that as just a symptom of the of the of the previous mortgage cycle that crashed? Do you see that changing? You know, and and we were talking about this before we went live. You know, the Quicken IPO is one of the first mortgage IPOs I've seen in it feels like forever. Yeah, I mean, I'd love your take on that from your perspective. Well, I have lots of perspectives on it. <laughs> first of all, my phone is blown up from every investment banker there is alive <laughs> saying, "When's you know when's uh, Lone yeah, People yeah. going IPO." And here's what's interesting, right? I mean, it's 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 a place in time for everything, right? Yeah. We we position ourselves for an IPO in 2015. Yeah, people don't remember that. Yeah, people don't remember that. We went on a full roadshow November 2015. Yep. And at the end of the roadshow, I remember sitting in Morgan Stanley's office on, on on the you know whatever top floor, and you know there was celebration ready to go i mean all, you know all kinds of fancy oh food gosh. i mean it felt like a last meal for crying out loud but uh we made the decision at that point in time given the fact that uh there was some negative momentum in the marketplace and that we were going to be priced at the low end of our range yeah i just decided it was not the right thing to do and now looking back at it that was an absolute right decision and i remember um the the momentum that we generated during that time with this fintech movement, yeah. right? That you know our number one competitor uh, was saying that there's no way that they would ever go public because it yeah. was it's 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 a it's the wrong business alignment. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now, fast forward five years later, 
I've taken on that position. There's no way we would go public. <laughs> and then now they're on the verge of going public. Yeah. So I, I, I think, I think everybody just needs to understand that an IPO uh, makes sense. And, I, and I'm saying this from my own opinion. Yeah. I think it makes sense for Quicken's management team. And it particularly makes sense for Daniel Gilbert. Sure. Um, you know, with his, some of his current health yeah. challenges, and the fact that you know he's getting into the years where he needs to do some estate planning, mm -hmm. uh, having the proper liquidity and having the right valuation for existing shareholders for exit process, uh -huh. as well as creating additional capital for Quicken to continue to grow. Quicken is 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 in a great position, and I believe that this particular IPO is not only good for Quicken. But it's very good for our industry. I have the same feeling. Why, why do you say that? Just because it's gonna, it's gonna. Why do you say that? Because when it's good for Coke, it's good for Pepsi, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And, and that, that's the way. That's the way it goes. And and also understand that you know the, the the more regulation there is, the more of a equal playing field it creates for yeah. all competitors in this free enterprise system. In the seventies and eighties and even nineties pre Dodd Frank. There's a lot more of the wild, wild west, right? Yeah. You, you had s super successful companies such as Countrywide, and then you had a super successful company such as AmeriQuest. Mm -hmm. They were not Coke and Pepsi. No. They were like Coke and 7-Up, yeah, right? It was very, 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 very different, right? But now we're starting to come together, and you're seeing the market get right, meaning that the bigger players are starting to mount market share. Yeah. Right? And the largest, you know, there's, there's three or four large independents these days. Yeah. Um, you know, ourselves and Quicken being, being, retail focus. You have lots of other large scale companies that are a little bit of correspondent, a little bit of wholesale. Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, United Mortgage, who is pretty dominant in, in, in wholesale. Yep. So you're starting to see, you know, fairly early stages of this post Dodd-Frank market, which is what, 12 years now? Yeah, it's, it seems like a long time. Right. So you're, st you're starting to see that come together. And, and I expect uh, players that are well established today, unless they make a, a fatal error, they're going to continue to expand market share. Yeah, I mean, it seems like going public would give a lot of capital to them to try to capitalize on this next booming. I mean, didn't the Fed come out and say we're going to keep rates down for 2022? I mean, they 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 basically paved the path and said this is what to expect. Yeah, the Quicken deal is going to be massive. Yeah, it's it's going to be not only one of the if probably the largest IPO this year. It could be one of the largest IPOs ever. Uh, it's it's going to be mass. It's going to be good for our industry. It's going to bring lots of attention, lots of press. And it's going to give legitimacy to our industry. Our well, industry needs legitimacy. So you've you've said that a lot. I've heard you continuing to to be a, yep. to echo that message because, you know, even when I started in the business in two thousand three, you know, and I followed my dad into the game, you know, I still kind of felt like, wow, everyone thinks I'm kind of a car salesman. This is this is weird. I didn't think that. And then the crisis compounded, and now I was like, oh, now I'm you know, a piece of garbage. And You've been a proponent of, you know, the, the mortgage industry right now is going to be doing incredible things for the entire world economy almost. Well, we have. I mean, we, we, we absolutely have. Um, you know, the fact that uh, the, the fact that we're we just expanded during a time of crisis. Right. If you look at what's what's happening and how much we muscled up as an industry. Right. We, we are now funding hundreds of billions of, of home loans each and every month. And we either are putting homeowners into their new homes or we're shaving yeah. their monthly payments. 
And every loan that we do as an industry is with our love and care. Yeah. It's it's a lot of work still. Yeah. Yes, we, we we have better tools, we have better technology, we have automated underwriting, we have digital documentation. Yeah. Yes. But you know, it ain't easy. <laughs> it's still heavy lift. It's 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 still, you know, a lot of orchestration. Um, still a lot of of you know, making sure that everything's collaborated. So I feel real good about what the industry is doing. Yeah. And uh, you know, and and for the most part. And for the majority, uh, the industry is now providing an honest, valuable product. And we should all keep our chin high because of that. What do you want for Lone Depot? I mean, I'm sure when you started it, you know, I mean, it's almost one of those things. You never know where it's going to go. It, take, it starts to take its own life on. It starts to evolve. You're kind of managing the whole thing. What do you want for this company? Well, I'll I, I tell you what. What? What I have in my mind when I started at 2010 is certainly different than what I expected during COVID. Um, <laughs> That's right. I understand. COVID has taught me lots of lessons, self-reflection, self-awareness. Um, the stress load that I feel for uh, my team. Yeah. Um and my shareholders is is has been a lot more than I ever anticipated as an entrepreneur. Yeah, it is. It is just right down. It's 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 heavy. It's 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 really really. I I don't know how how else my 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 fellow CEOs feel like out there, but so this much. this is uh, this is an incredible amount of of weight. I I feel an incredible strain. And do you see it loosening? Because I'm starting to see people gather, businesses open. I mean, not at the scale I would like, but I'm starting to see some light. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know, Alec. You know, there's, there's, there's the, there's the uncertainty of of making decisions. Yeah. And right now, we really can't make any decisions. What we need to do is to be the best that we can mm -hmm. today. But you really can't make too many bets for six months from now because you, you just don't know where yeah. this new world is going to be at, right? I yeah. mean, just 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 look at the stock market, right? <laughs> look what happened yesterday, yeah. and then it just completely rubber banded back today. Yeah. Um, there's uncertainty, so in that uncertainty and change uh, to humans, I mean, we don't adapt well we to like uncertainty it. and change, and change is here. Yeah. It's the change to our industry mechanically is going to happen. The change to our way of life is going to happen. I'm sure your plans with your family for oh. the summer is vastly different than any summers in the past. So it's my it's my 15 year anniversary at the at, on July 1st, and I was supposed to be in Japan, and then I was supposed to be in Thai, uh, uh, into Fiji, and now I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> so, what does this all mean? To, to us as Americans, to us as humans, and then to us as mortgage professionals, you just got to grind away day by day and to sort of figure out what the new normal is, if there's a such thing as new normal, right? Well, let me ask you this, because I know you're thinking um, about everything that could possibly be happening, and the talks about Fannie and Freddie leaving conservatorship has been a news article piece forever, too. Mm -hmm. what, what would that do? I, I, I welcome that. As yeah. as long as my, my my concern is an orderly transition, right? Mm -hmm. And that orderly transition, uh, uh, I, I I have confidence that that will happen. As you know, this has been in the discussions for five, six, oh. seven years. It just seems like it's it's kind of coming to the point of being real. 
Yeah, yeah, and and eventually, it's it's not a it's not a question of if it's a question of 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 when. Yeah, um, and as long as you know, there's a there's an orderly transition. I think the capital flow and the shifting of responsibilities from a public supported government supported entity to a private entity, I think it it benefits us because a private entity is profit motivated. Mm. And yep. certainly we can drive more profits because of our scale. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and and do you have any t time you think this is going to be happening? Or do I don't. I, 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 I thought it was going to be 2000, <laughs> whatever. 2000 COVID. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know. Well, you mentioned a couple heavy things that you're managing on the, that's, that's near and on top of your heart. You have our employees who are dealing with unprecedented hardship. It just, it's hard moving, going home and having my kids tackle me in the middle of the day is hard. You've got, real estate, you've got um, COVID as an actual pandemic. People are sick. Um, what, what is your hope through all this? Where do you hope we come out of? How do you, how do you hope we come through this? Well, I think, the, I think the, the most important thing is for all of us, you know, whether this is three months or three years, that yeah. all of us try to elect and find our personal joy through all of this. Yeah. Uh, because it is challenging. Right. You wake up and, yeah. and I mean, we have a lot of great things to be grateful for. Yeah. Uh, you know, health and the fact that, you know, we are fortunate as one of the companies very early on um, made a commitment to hiring. Yeah. Right. I mean, we we're one of the first made a commitment to hiring. I'm super grateful that, you know, when I when I when I when I decided to kind of plug my nose and jump in the pool and that is, geez, <laughs> let's take all 7,200 of our people remote. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know if I was going to see a mushroom cloud <laughs> and uh, whether we're going to have a company or not. I held my breath and I started seeing reports that, geez, not only are we not going to disintegrate, but Team Loan Depot, you are kicking A. Yeah, they're rallying. I mean, it was incredible for me to see. And I said this last night at a dinner. I, I said, you know, I've never been lucky enough to experience what sinking a three-pointer in game seven of the finals <laughs> feels like. But I'll tell you, that was very, no. very close. Yeah. That was very, very close to the high that I experienced watching this incredible company of 7,000 strong working from home, yeah. breaking records. Yeah. And we've been breaking records every month. Yep. This month, we're going to break more records. And next month, we're going to break more records. And people are saying, Anthony, how are you doing? I said, I'm not doing anything. I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take any credit for it. I'm, I'm at home <laughs> trying to shut my dogs up while I'm on Zoom. <laughs> so very, very proud moment yeah. for us. And so we have a lot of things to be grateful for. But this change and uncertainty and yeah how long this is going to happen. And everybody's trying to make predictions of what's going to happen yeah. in the future. And that steals our joy a bit. Yeah. It certainly does with me. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, 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 I'm going through the same challenges. Well, so let me ask you this, Anthony, because I love asking people on this podcast the same question. I'm curious how you would answer it. If you were sitting down in front of a brand new loan officer, just the first, their, their second week in the business, you know, they're newly licensed, and at a, at a next to them is a 30-year veteran in the business, been here through a bunch of cycles, and they're looking for you for loan officer advice. You know, what, what, what they're asking you, what do we do? How do we, what do we do to going forward? What do you tell them? <clears throat> well, this is a complicated business, okay? 
So you're never going to run out of things for discussion. You, you, you will never run out of things to, to criticize because we are still in a broken process, yeah, right? Fair. Um, it's getting better, but it is still a pretty complicated industry. Yeah. And you can talk about whatever it is that you want because it's, it's such a complicated industry and process still. My advice, maybe it's too simplistic. My advice is pull back and just pick the right horse to ride. Someday that horse is going to run better than others, but overall pick the right genetics and get on it and don't get off. You know, just look at which part of the band you want to join and, and stick with it mm. because I, I don't think the industry is going to change violently the way it has in the eighties, nineties and 2000, right? Every 10 years, yeah. there's a, there's a blow up yeah. in our industry. Yeah. Look what our industry just went through and knock on wood. There was no blow up. No. That's incredible. That is really powerful. I think about it. We had no blow up. We had a few REITs that went under. Yeah. We had massive pressures to margin calls. And I'm dang proud of my, our peers. Yeah. We went through it. No blow up. And that's not the well, case and you've in been, history, right? You've Every, been, we blew up. We blew up. And you've been cheerleading the industry with, you know, starting the better together hashtag. I mean, you've been, you were calling everybody to get through it. I, I saw that and I was, I was impressed because a lot of people, you know, we're all competitive. We all want to, we all want to win. I mean, that's part of our DNA, but you were, you were cheerleading everybody. What, what we don't, what, what we need to realize is if a legitimate competitor falls and it makes headlines, you just took your own industry down. Yeah. And guess what? The the consumers are used to seeing that. Yeah, they saw. Right? Yeah. Oh, here's another dirtbag mortgage company oh. that went up in flames. So the fact that we went through this, and, and by, by no means am I saying we're out of the woods here, right? We're still in the very, very early innings because we don't know what tomorrow looks like. And that's what's creating the uncertainty and the anxiety. But I'm, I'm proud of our industry. Yeah. And, I, and I don't think that you're going to have a violent change and players in this chess match anytime soon. I mean, the, the previous guards are all gone. Banks are non-banks, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think the companies that are here today in the top 10 to top 15 pretty much are here to stay. Whether they consolidate, they get purchased or get acquired, merge. Um, but I think very few of them will have fatalities. I think you're going to start to see market share with the top 10, 15 grow. And do you see mergers and acquisitions being, they haven't really happened for a long time. Do you see those coming back? Um, I, I don't think as much for non-banks to merge. I think that's a possibility. I think there is a strong possibility that banks become interested again oh. and you're going to see banks acquiring non-banks because banks have pretty much exited out of this. Yeah. They really have positioned themselves around it. Well, Anthony, um, this has been a super fast 30 minutes. I want to ask you this. Are we done? No, I'm no. just getting warmed up. <laughs> We're not done. But where I want to go on this is, um, what message do you have for the industry? What do you want to, what do you want to tell your peers? What do you want to tell your employees? Um, you know, it, it's a time when people are looking for leadership. Uh, what do you want to share with them? Um, I think overall, just, um, you know, make sure what you're doing is, is purposeful. Um, you know, we're doing great good right now for society, yeah. for industry, for housing. And uh, we all need to find um, 
the joy in that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 been hard. It's been hard working out at your house, right? And I know a lot of people <laughs> like the fact that you know there's no more traffic and and uh, there's no more fighting for parking and all. yeah, no no doubt, no 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 doubt. But gosh darn, it, I miss I miss going to work. Yeah, I miss going to work. Uh, going to work these days is opening up your laptop, get on Zoom or WebEx. And that's 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 fine. And I don't think that's going to leave us. But I think a blend of both is going to happen some sometime in the future. So I'm proud of our industry. I'm, I'm, I'm ex extremely proud of of our team. Um, and I will never forget those 72 hours where we went remote and I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, it's not a drill. Yeah, this no, is not, not a drill. drill. It's not a practice run. No, like we so, get to redo that. Yeah. And uh, and I just watched it and it was just un it was unbelievable. I will never, ever forget that feeling. It is. It was terror. It was terror. Well, Anthony, from everybody that's been commenting, man, there's a lot of it going on right now. Um, this has been really fun. I want to thank you, first and foremost, for continuing to be out in front. Um, it's hard for people to get on camera. It's hard for people to show up send out messages, you know, declare who we are and lead in that kind of vulnerability in that kind of out in front space. And you're one of the few leaders in the industry doing it. And it's really encouraging because I know you heard this before, but it gives a lot of us a chance to, to do it behind you. I appreciate it. But uh, it's it's all the team. It's, it's folks like you, awesome. Alec, and our leadership team. Like I said, I didn't do anything but stay home. <laughs> and I just watched this company. Uh, do amazing things and that comes from the heart yeah uh i was at home keep in mind that we're breaking all these records i'm at home I, i've done nothing other than just say go but it's funny for, for everyone wondering like like why, why this is such a big deal for anthony like you have to understand like this guy's office is in the heat of our employee centric like hub it's it, you're surrounded by hundreds of of, of employees and this is the, one of my funniest stories about Anthony. His entire office is almost is basically a boardroom table. <laughs> there's no there's no desk. And I asked you one day, like, why, why did you, you you took your desk out? And it's just a big giant square boardroom table. And your answer was, I just keep, I got sick of walking down to the boardroom every time. <laughs> so I think people are like hearing you, like I'm at home, and they're not realizing like every day, like you're in the mix of what's going on. So I can imagine how it just feels disconnected. Yeah, well, you know, one one of one of the things that I pride myself in is that you know I I started in the mid '80s as a retail originator. I love it, and I've done every job there is under the mortgage broker, under the mortgage banker yeah. role. I've done everything, um, so you can't BS me. <laughs> Been there. I'm not as smart as in the world, but I made every mistake in mortgage banking three times. So uh, at least three times. So uh, you're not going to convince me other, otherwise. I, I've, I've put, I put in my dues in this industry. Well, I, I appreciate you, Anthony. And I know a lot of us do from one guy who delivered donuts to the other. Thanks for leading the way. Thanks for being part of this conversation. I cannot wait to see uh, where you go and where Lone Depot goes and where all of us goes over the next decade plus, man. Thank you. Mikey, take us home. <laughs>